Do you all see this? It's a simple red marble. I picked it up just now from a bowl of 600 of them, which I had ready to hand out this morning to give to each of you, so each of you could hold one of these marbles. And I'm saving them so someday you can have them when we can get back together again. But this morning, or whenever you're listening to this, I want you to imagine at least holding a red marble in your hand, and I want to tell you why. It's very important. Did you ever hear of the Jesus Seminar? The Jesus Seminar is a group of liberal theologians who got together to vote on what they considered to be authentic parts of Scripture, not least of which was the resurrection. And here's how they did it. Each of the scholars around the table had four marbles and a white bowl that was passed around and they would vote on each given story with one of those marbles. One was black, and the black one meant this never happened. One was gray, and the gray one meant this probably didn't happen. One was pink, and the pink meant this might actually have happened. And the fourth one was red, and the red one meant this surely did take place. You can imagine that as they voted, the resurrection received a large number of black marbles. The Jesus Seminar concluded, and I'm quoting them now, that the resurrection, quote, is a poetic rendering of a devout wish but certainly not an authentic record. The Jesus Seminar put together a four-color version of the New Testament with black and gray and pink and red letters. And the words of our text this morning were all in black. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Well, if Jesus never rose, let's lay Christianity to rest. Remember what Paul said when he wrote to the Corinthians? Chapter 15, these words taken from the message. If there's no resurrection, there's no living Christ. And face it, if there's no resurrection for Christ, everything we've told you is smoke and mirrors. And everything you've staked your life on is smoke and mirrors. Not only that, but we would be guilty of telling a string of barefaced lies about God. All these affidavits we passed on to you verifying that God raised up Christ, sheer fabrications, if there's no resurrection. 
If corpses can't be raised, then Christ wasn't, because he was indeed dead. And if Christ wasn't raised, then all you're doing is wandering around in the dark as lost as ever. It's even worse for those who died hoping in Christ and resurrection because they're already in their graves. If all we get out of Christ is a little inspiration for a few short years, we're a pretty sorry lot. That was Paul. C.S. Lewis put it maybe even more bluntly. A man who is merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said wouldn't be a great moral teacher. He'd either be a lunatic or else he'd be a devil from hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the Son of God or else a madman or something worse. I'd put it this way. If Jesus Christ did not rise from the dead, then I personally wouldn't waste my time voting with a black marble placed in a white bowl to say so. Will you come with me today to a cemetery? And will you hang on to that red marble while we go? Martha is the first one to come out. She leaves the house and goes out to meet Jesus while he's still en route to Bethany. I'm sure they must have hugged when they saw each other. And maybe then they just stood there staring at each other. You know the way it is at funeral homes sometimes when we greet the grieving person and then just stand there unable to figure out what to say next. And then Martha acknowledged there were questions. They were just beneath the surface. Big ones, hard ones, painful ones. There's an edge to Martha's voice as she says to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. There's an edge to that and, and a dream. Did you hear it? Maybe you can ask. Your brother will rise again, Jesus says. And Martha says, I know he'll rise again at the last day. This is no small faith that Martha has. She is no shallow believer. Martha, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And even as he said it, I'm imagining Martha saying, why, Jesus, is that a tear I see in your eye? Do I hear a lump in your throat? Do I see your fingers quivering? Do I see your chest begin to heave? Jesus, are, are you sad too? I am the resurrection and the life. The, the words still echoed, but so did the questions. Martha's, Mary's, yours, mine. 
then why, Jesus? Why did you wait? Why didn't you heal my brother or my sister or my husband or my wife or my father or my mother or my son or my daughter or myself? Then why didn't you fix it, Jesus? Why is there so much sickness and sadness and death in this world? Jesus, those are tears in your eyes. And there's a big one rolling down your cheek right now. If you are the resurrection and the life, then why is there so much that screams suffering and death in this world? What does it mean that you are the resurrection if people I love die? There was a tear, I imagine, running down each of his cheeks now, and he just repeated it again. I am the resurrection and the life. Don't you see, Martha, that I have come not just to prevent death, but to undo it. I came to bring life into the midst of death. Hold that red marble tightly now. There was once a terrible criminal by the name of Tokichi Ishii. He had murdered men and women and children and showed no remorse whatsoever. And now he was on death row awaiting execution. Two Canadian Christian women decided to go and talk to him about their faith, and he just glowered at them through the bars. Eventually, they gave up. But they also gave him a Bible. When they were gone and no one was looking, he started to read it, and he couldn't stop until he came to the story of the crucifixion and the words of Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. Those words broke him. And he later said, I stopped. I was stabbed to the heart as if pierced by a five-inch nail. Shall I call it the love of Christ? Shall I call it his compassion? I do not know what to call it. I only know that I believed and my hardness of heart was changed. And when Tokichi Ishii died, he died a living man. That's the resurrection and the life. Hang on to that red marble. Martha was still thinking about those questions when she realized Jesus wasn't finished yet. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. Do you suppose that Martha dared to dream that maybe Jesus would bring her brother back from death? That he'd walk out to that grave wherever it was and shout in a voice that could wake the dead and tell Lazarus to come out? I don't know if she had any inkling that that could happen, but it is exactly what happened not long after this. What about all the families 
who never had Jesus over to their house, though? What about those to whom Jesus didn't come in time? What about those headstones we know and those urns we fill with flowers and those grave sites we water with our tears? He who believes in me will live even though he dies. Jesus, when you said that, did I see tears in your eyes? Did I hear a lump in your throat? Did I see your fingers or your chin begin to quiver? Did I notice your chest heaving? Jesus, are you sad at funerals too? Do you cry at cemeteries? Yes, he says. Didn't you know? Didn't you know that's why I came? And why I'm coming again? To put death to death once and for all. To lift every headstone and peel back the sod and wake the dead with my trumpet call. Come out! I imagine the tears were running down his face just then. Really, they were, and his chest was heaving almost uncontrollably, and his chin was quivering. He was bearing all the sorrows of all the sadness in all the world. He was crying all the tears of all the grieving. Even some of mine were running down his cheeks. He was hurting with some of my pain, and Martha's, and Mary's, and yours. Hang on to that red marble. And one more thing, Martha, he said, whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Oh, Jesus, Martha must have thought. He's been out here in that cave for four days. Four days is the time the Hebrew people believed the spirit of the departed hovered over the corpse until decay had set in to such an extent that the face was no longer recognizable. And then it left. Jesus, he's dead. He died four days ago. He's four days dead. Red marble dead. Whatever it was that killed Lazarus was successful. How can we believe this, Jesus? Whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Guns stop people dead in their tracks. Wars stop people whole armies at a time. Viruses stop people and maybe the whole world for a time. Diseases like AIDS and cancer and other things cut people down in their prime. They've done it here too. And they've done it to some of us. Why, Jesus, I think you are really crying now. Like you did at Lazarus' tomb on Lazarus' Easter day when your whole body shook with grief. Why, Jesus, would you cry when you knew you were going to raise that man from the dead unless it was the pain of what death had done to your friend 
and those who loved him. Jesus, I didn't realize you cared that much. But I see now you're as human as we are and as divine as God is. And you feel what I feel. Yes, Jesus says, I do. And I will die to be the resurrection. And I will live to be the life. And I will live so those who believe in me will live. And I will come again. And in that day and every day thereafter, there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. Do you have it? This life that means you never die. This life that comes from faith in Jesus' resurrection. Then say with Martha and her brothers and sisters who throughout history have stood beside coffins and in cemeteries and through tears have said, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. Hold that red marble tightly now and come out from the death of your doubt. Come out from the tomb of your disbelief. Come out from the darkness of your uncertainty. Come out from the paralysis of your fear. And come out from the graveyard of your apathy. Remember, whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? Jesus asks, and he asks us the same. Today, outside Lazarus' tomb, in a few weeks, outside at least our memory of his tomb. And while all of us who are here are on our way to another tomb, our own, do you believe this? Will you put a red marble down on that? I'm going with red. Will you? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, the resurrection and the life, especially in these last few days and weeks, we have been as troubled as Martha and Mary and the townspeople who mourned Lazarus' departure. We have been at loose ends and weak in the knees and fearful Strengthen that faith. Give us red marble faith. Help us to be able to say, I know that you are the resurrection and the life. And live in our hearts now and forever. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. And now live in his peace. And may the God of peace himself give you peace at all times and in all places. The Lord be with you all. Amen.